welcome to Game Set Match Up, the podcast where we talk everything partnerships, the good, the bad and the ugly. Welcome to Game Set Match Up, the podcast where we discuss all things partnerships. I'm your host, Greg Watts, and I'm joined by my co-host, Zara Mogul. Please welcome our guest today, Gilsey from the land of fire and ice, CRO and co-founder of the easiest screen sharing solution in the universe, Crankwheel. Gilsey, hello and welcome. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, no, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us. Well, perhaps we can start off with a bit about you and Crankwheel. Perhaps you can tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are, perhaps your background, and maybe a little bit more about Crankwheel. Yep, you know, I'll, I'll leave and breathe telling that story. Well, Crankwheel is, you know, a, a little bit about my background. I used to work in telesales, selling insurance and telco products for probably 15 years. And out of that idea, me and my guy that founded the company with me called Yowie, who used to work for Google for 10 years. So we wanted to help uh, telesales agents to be able to use screen sharing in the first call and even close in the first call. Like telesales works today, they are, you actually, you call somebody and you book a meeting just to move the conversation to, for example, Team or Zoom or something. But with Crankwell, you can actually do a cold call, do a screen sharing presentation in the first call and even close the sale. Boom. So we're actually cutting the sales cycle in half. That is actually what Crankwell does. And we created it about seven years ago-ish and we're bootstrapped. And a funny story about this is you actually, you win your home market and then you conquer the world. But it's different with us. We have almost zero customers here in Iceland, but we have customers in six continents and probably daily users in 40 countries plus. So probably that's the elevator pitch. Absolutely love that. I must say, actually, talking about cutting the sales cycle in half, you must be having your, your hands bitten off uh, for your product. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty popular. Uh, plus, also, it's, uh, we have a low churn because most of our customers are actually using, you know, what people often mix us with or probably like Zoom or Teams and Blue Teams or whatever they're called. But this is actually used in one-on-one meetings when you have some inbound or outbound call instead of like I said, just moving the conversation to another platform just to be able to do the screen sharing part, you actually use us to go further in the first call because it is difficult to explain something complicated over the phone. You usually have to send an email or move the conversation, like I said, to to a screen sharing platform. But with us, you can do it because we support 99.9% of all of browsers for the end user and super simple, just sending an SMS, for example, and you're connected and it just works. We do not cover the voice part. This is a helping tool for telesales, just to make it simple. Crankwheel works all the time and the telephone works all the time. Boom. And I really wanted to ask, because I know our listeners will be keen to hear, how did you make the journey from working in sales at corporates to entrepreneur? Me and the founder were in a situation in life that we wanted to do something by ourselves. You had been working for Google for many years, and I had been working in, in, in lots of companies, and like many people were pretty bored at it, because things were moving slow. So we started brainstorming a lot, and, and like many other ideas, we had several beers brainstorming about that. Yogi was interested about hearing how telesales actually works and insurance stuff, 
and we started looking at all kinds of things. We, st- we wanted to start a CRM system, but that was overcrowded market. But then we came up with the idea to make screen sharing work all the time for telesales agents. And here we are in world I- domination mode. Well, what I particularly love about Crankwheel is that you've created a product that you found a frustration with to solve a frustration that you had before. And that I think I think that it has to be one of the hallmarks of brilliant businesses because you've you know you've got firsthand experience of the you know, I wouldn't call it a problem necessarily, but the frustrations that you had when you were selling. And so I think it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, it is. And um, what I find also extremely entertaining uh, you know uh, yeah, about our, our businesses like I say we created this for insurance agents in the beginning but it took us four years to sell the first one but they came all kinds of other industries they started using crankwheel that we not did not have the intention to sell to and the funny thing is also if you look at the usage numbers and how people are using it the usage number are similar between countries and continents so I, I, I was not a big believer of average usage number and all of that stuff before I start actually seeing them over and over again. So the users, when I talk to an insurance agent, for example, in the States or Canada or Australia or, or the UK, they're doing the same thing. So that, that's the also the fun part of our business is actually we are solving a problem in all kinds of markets mm-hmm. and they all have the same hurdles. It's wonderful as well, isn't it? That it's wonderful when people buy your product and, and you hear and you get feedback like, oh my God, how did this not exist before? Yes, that is, you know, every time, like I say, we are bootstrapped and we are profitable and we've been doing this for a pretty long time. Of course, when you are bootstrapped, you are like, uh, you, you, you experience all the emotions in the universe. Yep. So it's always, you know, if somebody, the few people who are canceled, you know, you're like, it's not a good day. But actually, when you get an email like, ah, oh, I, I, I closed the sale, it was all super easy and all of that stuff, you like, you get super motivated. And that's why we've always been able to ask people for, you know, feedback. And we love getting the feedback, even though it's bad, but usually it's good. So it's a, it is a petrol on your machine or whatever you call it to get a positive feedback. Oh, my God. I mean, I, if you agree, I think feedback is the most important kind of gift that as entrepreneurs we can be given because how on earth can we not, you know, improve, grow all of the above or change if people aren't telling us what they think? I mean, it's a gift. Yeah, it is. And I look at the and also look at to get feedback, even though it's bad, it is it is brilliant. But like getting these, you know, same stories, like I say, from a user in in Arkansas or Saskatoon or Belgium or something, and they're all very similar. That's the beautiful part of it. It is like that is what I like. And like I say, we're, I, I don't know, probably eighty percent of our users or seventy eighty percent are salespeople. They are actually extremely good on the phone. But with us, they're actually, you know, instead of yelling at the screen saying, ah, if I could only show him, then you don't want to lose the person off the phone. So you often try to talk faster or more <laughs> when you finally have them on the phone. But with us, they're actually, we're seeing it over and over again where people are going from two or three phone calls to actually closing the sale in the first call. And that is, I almost get emotional when I hear these stories. <laughs> Oh my God, as a, as, as, a, as a fellow founder, I share your emotion as well on that. But what you've done is, and what you're doing is literally game changing. And I think that's why it's just so exciting. This is a nice segue into our next question in terms of partnership. Looking at Crankwheel, I mean, you, you know, you've now got uh, customers across six continents, across 40 countries. I mean, just repeat that out loud, six continents and four, 40 countries. That's incredible. 
40 plus, 40 plus countries. I mean, yeah, it's remarkable. But so looking at Cranquil in that regard, what would you say makes for a gold star partnership? And how do you go about creating them? And why should people partner with Cranquil? I mean, I guess the answer to the last one is obvious, but I'm keen to hear what, you're, keen to hear what you think. And I like to say, like, it's a, uh, we are not the largest company in the, in the world. So you have a voice with us. That's one thing. We have a history of actually working, helping companies to, to grow. We have a pricing that is, what do I say, that is a usage space. So you're not paying one year in advance and you're not going to use us. We listen to a lot what our customers are saying regarding to coming with changes of the product. Plus it's, you know, I think it's more or less say uh, we've seen it all. So the people who are buying us, we have existing customer probably in their market and we are sharing all kinds of best practices and, and stuff like that. So, but it's really important that people who are actually listening to and have a telesales team, you know, we are a perfect fit for that. This is not, we're probably not replacing any of the software today, for example, replacing to team or Zoom and all of that. We're actually letting the inside and the outbound sales, you know, sell more. So I think that is king and, and probably, like I say, it's, it's our telephone is open 24-7 and we listen as much as we talk. I don't know if this makes sense for you, but... but oh, again, it resonates with me so much. Listening more than talking, very, very underrated. I would say critical skill when it comes to building businesses. I yeah. guess it goes back to what we were talking about with feedback earlier. Yeah. Being, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think I think also you know you often forget this thing, but actually you have to listen to the use cases or how people are selling or you know servicing today to actually see if it's a fit or not your product. And then you know often we say you know we are not a, we are not a fit and all of that stuff. But th- this is also important. Of course, you always want to demo your product at the speed of light. You know that's usually. But I, I find it uh, much more easier to actually listen. How what, what hurdles and what the problem is for the customer to see if you're a fit because and if you see it's a fit you can actually then focus on that instead of just talking about about everything so it's really especially for salespeople it's difficult especially mm. for a person like myself to listen instead of just talking because you know I want to talk all the time so when you're partnering up with us you're gaining a lot of what is it knowledge in your market and other markets. Well, when you're with Cranquit, so I, I know that Zara is keen to ask another question as well, but just to say, because <laughs> what you're doing, I'm so passionate about, that you are, you know, again, as former salespeople, as your former target audience, it's just wonderful that you have the ability to fix this long-standing, again, not problem, but frustration that you had. So, yeah, it's, it's, it really is astonishing. But again, as you say, I, I couldn't agree more that listening, one of the most important skills I think as founders we need to really have yeah, but, it's, but still it's good to listen, but still it's not like a, still to have focus around just running after everything. That's also a problem. So we've been asked a million times, why aren't you doing like, you know, big meetings and all of that with, you yeah. know, but it, it, that market's a little bit overcrowded. And I say, but like I say, also to have a laser focus on solving the problem you want to is also super important. It can be challenging sometimes, can't, though, can't it? Like, with focus, I mean, you know, as, as business people, of course, there's millions of things. I'm sure you have people saying, Kilsey, why aren't you doing this? Why are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's, it's wonderful feedback. And I know that comments like that are designed to be helpful, but I find myself yeah. now say, 
well, no, thank you. You know, thank you for that. <laughs> and then just and then you have to come back to the focus. Yeah, well, like I said, we, 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 we've been trying to keep, you know, every time we add a new feature, but the it's not supposed to lose the ability, like we say, to work all the time. You know, just like I said, and that is always the king with us is everybody who's using Crankwith doesn't have a plan B. You know, everybody on this conversation has tried to go to a conference call and one of the person can't connect and you have to reschedule and blah, 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 all of that stuff. So we never lose focus that this, the problem that we are solving is helping telesales to make this, you know, an added value and have the confidence that this will work all the time. You know, it's it's if you will have someone on the phone and you wanted to add screen sharing, for example, through Teams or Zoom, you will always have to reschedule the meeting. You know, you wouldn't be able to do it on this, but you could, but it maybe take five, 10 minutes, but you wouldn't feel 100% confidence that it would work. Because we've all seen this a million times that, you know, sometimes you just, you're not able to connect. Boom. And for all our budding entrepreneurs listening, what advice would you give to your younger self starting out? Perhaps the do's and don'ts of entrepreneurship and growing and scaling a business. It's when you're not certain that you're on the right track, Call your favorite customer or user. Get yep. feedback from him. It's in, in one business I was told, you know, when you feel up, you call down. When you feel down, you call up. So this is super important. It's like focus on the product and the customers, not just gaining on, you know, money and stuff like getting feedback from them and, you know, have the conversation with the, you know, the best customers and focus on that. It's like, and every time you're feeling down, just call somebody that, you know, can motivate you. Don't call your family. <laughs> they'll, they'll probably say, oh, no, get a, get a job. <laughs> so, so it's a, yep. but it, and, and also talk to other entrepreneurs. You know, you know, most of them, we have that in common when somebody has a problem or, or you know, has a question, you usually answer them. But if you're talking to enterprise employees or something, you know, they're just busy in, in meetings or, yep. or something. So it's, it's and like I said, and they're also pretty boring. No, no, I'm just kidding with it. But regarding to this, this is the, you know, talk to entrepreneurs. We've all seen this, you know. You know, if you would take 100 entrepreneurs and, and give them 10 of your most doubts, they probably, you know, they had faith in themselves, even though they're successful or not. So, and you can call me at any time. Such good advice. I might borrow that, if, if I may, in terms of when you... No, 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 no. You have to buy royalty, my friend. Oh, I will. Oh, well, no, no. There, there will be, a, there'll be obviously, a complimentary finder membership there for as long as you like, obviously. But I love that. When you feel down, call up. And when you feel up, call down. I've never heard of that. That's, that's such good advice. Yeah, but, but like I say, we, we, we also, especially like for us, when we are, we're childhood friends and mm. we own the company, you know, 95% of you know, together and if you're bootstrap you, you've seen it all and we're still friends so it's a, but this is like you know every time that you know something has not gone 100 right it, it's we still have each other and like i say what is what i'm proudest of if i zoom a little bit up about our company is we are a bad example how you should do business because we're bootstrap and we haven't conquered our own market so don't be afraid to like, you know, go to a market that isn't close to you because at the end of the line, that is the end goal. You know, you want to, it's not always the best use case just to talk to friends and family and ex-colleagues to get somebody to buy a product. It is jumping into the deep end of the pool and actually, you know, talk to somebody in Arkansas, even though you live in 
Belgium or something. Because you have probably more in common than you think. Funny you should say that because um, I remember I used to work, slightly off topic, but I used to work in financial services before my form finder days. And, um, and my advice to, in, in that case, fintechs was always avoid launching to the UK. So if you're a UK fintech, actually try and launch into other markets like uh, Poland or Brazil or, and actually you'll often find they'll be more successful. So I, I, for slightly different reasons, but I couldn't agree more with don't necessarily focus on your own home market. No. Um, Everybody can sell to their friends and probably yeah. investors will probably, if you're looking for an investment, they will probably, you know, take out the numbers that are your friends and family and the actual, you know, revenue that they're buying or the knowledge will probably be something that isn't close to you. That is super important. And just to, just to I probably forget one thing, we, we've done a few case studies, you know, it sounds cliche. But all of our case studies are built on 12 months usage or more. Mm-hmm. So what we are trying to do is actually, you know, when we launch a case study, it's like a proven fact. It's not like cherry picked from your uncle two days uh, usage. So it's, uh, people can usually see through that. And the good thing about the case studies is often people can relate to that cases. And we tr- usually try to talk to both managers plus users. So we try to get the... You know, as much information about the both to learn more and also so both the agents and the managers can actually see the benefit of using this beautiful software from a country in the middle of nowhere. Such good, dare I say, practical advice around case studies as well, because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're all taught how important case studies are, customer testimonials are, references are, as we're, you know, building, scaling our businesses. But I hadn't actually, so I hadn't considered actually focusing on, you know, case studies where usage has been in place for quite some time, you know, perhaps more than a year. That's really good advice. Yeah. Like I said, we, you know, when we did our first case, they, just by an accident, they had been using it for a year. So we just made that decision to actually have some credibility to actually, you know, only do case studies that is one year usage or more. Mm. And also it's just... It doesn't make any sense if you're probably overselling your product and stuff like that because we're in it for the long-term relationship with the with our uh, users. And also it'll just, because like I say, the average numbers and all of that is unbelievable how familiar they are between markets. So when you actually do it for a, for a year, you get the, the whole picture you know, of the journey that the customer went to. And we often offer new customers a deal for the first 12 months to actually say, okay, this is the time it takes to build up a, you know, good user space, finding the super users and getting the most out of our technology. And like from day one, we have always offered our customers, you know, they could cancel at any time. We are that confident about our product that, you know, you can cancel at any time. And I always say we're selling a solution, not a problem. Gilsey, it's so wonderful talking to you about this because um, I was just, I was smiling. Obviously, you've got our cameras off, so you can't see me smiling, but I was smiling <laughs> very broadly because when we created our pricing, as, as you know, you were, you know, you're a, you're a great, you're a finder member. We also had, we absolutely, made, we were very passionate about not having any minimum commitment, so you cancel any time. So, yeah. you know, our view is, you're getting value out of us, then for us. Yeah, you have to have a little bit of confidence around that, but still not. It's like, it's if you do that, you have to also like nurture the customer so it won't go away instead of just talking with them one one time one time a year. But I understand some of the problem, you know. But often, if you're dealing with larger customers that have been the customer for you know many months, they often want to change it to once a year. 
you know, but it's never usually at our, we don't suggest that you should like, you know, pay for one year. That's usually enterprise customers. They want to do it that way. Very similar. And I think just on that point as well, in terms of nurturing the relationship, if you agree, I would, I would also say that it's nurturing the relationship based on the customer's on how the customer wants to, you know, be being engaged with. So maybe yeah. that customer just wants to be spoken to, you know, once a yeah, year. Yeah. Someone else wants to be emailed every week. Whatever it yeah. is, yeah. their terms. I always look at our customer, not just the person who pays the bill, because it's like we have a usage-based product. We want the we would not exist unless the agents would love us. Yep. So that and and that is key, not just you know. Sorry, I say sending a, a bottle of wine to the CEO. No. It's nurturing the agent so he can get his goals. And when he gets his goals, the CEO or the CRO or whatever is called, they will get their goals. So it's always, you know, the focus is more often be about, you know, the bottom up, you know, help the agents, you know, sell more or something so the CEO can get his bonus. I've never, yeah, I, I know we've got, we're running out of time slightly, but I, I've never understood why people haven't quite got that, which is don't focus on the CEO, focus on the people using the product or the solution, you know, make, make their jobs easier, help them hit their targets and achieve their objectives. Yeah. I've never, this is a conversation I've been talking to you for a long time about. <laughs> Just looking at cultures, if we, if we can, having created Crankwill from literally nothing, what are your top tips when it comes to creating high-performing teams and winning cultures? I'm not sure. We're, we're such a small team, so but our culture is like everybody has a voice within the company and stuff like that. And you know, care care about your people. You know, both the like let's say the, the staff and the customers and everything, because everybody has their story to tell. I think it's don't you know it's we're all people. So, but to say about that, we have we have our you know we're, we're a very small team. I don't know seven or something. But we're in in probably in in four countries or something. You know we have we have you know our customer support person has been with five years. He's living in 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 Ukraine now, so he has had a and, and he's still working for us. So it's a, like I say, we we don't know where this journey goes. And, and like I say, care for your staff. Yeah. Simple. And to round us off, one last question: What does the future hold for businesses when it comes to creating partnerships with each other? What, if anything, will you and Crankwell be doing differently? What will be doing differently? I'm, I'm not sure. It's actually just keeping on the same path. Why, why change uh, something that's working? So it's uh, not often. Am I missing words? Or probably in, in, in that one. Just continue, you know, listen to our customers and, and full speed ahead and no breaks. Ilse, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. And maybe you could come back in a few months' time and we can um, we can talk a little bit more about all things uh, universe breaking. Mm-hmm. Not breaking, fixing. <laughs> but it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, pleasure was mine. Thanks for joining this week's Game Set Matchup. Tune in to hear more about the need to knows and the do's and don'ts when it comes to creating successful business partnerships.